Okay, the average person uses 13 different tools, apps, or strategies to help them manage their time. And despite that, only 17% of people actually time block. That blows my mind. Only 17% of people actually use their digital calendars in a time-blocking manner or way. And I would have to say it's probably because we've been taught a lot of things about time-blocking and time management in general and planning that aren't supportive. Many of my clients, when they first come to me, feel like they've tried to time-block nothing really works. They never follow it. It's not helpful. And so then they don't. When in fact, the strategy in of itself, time blocking in and of itself is not the issue. It's how we go about time blocking and how we are with ourselves. How we are with ourselves is actually how we end up approaching time blocking. I'm going to get all into it in this episode on what we've been taught about time blocking and why it's trash, throw it all in the garbage, (laughs) and I'm going to talk about why, why it's trash, why it doesn't work, why only 17% of people actually time block when it could be so many more that it could really impact and benefit us all. So if you haven't already yet, enter in the contest to win digital calendars for humans for free. It's going to be an amazing course that is coming out in a couple of weeks. It is going to teach you how to use time blocking your digital calendar in a humane, holistic, supportive, healing way. And you can be one of the hopefully more than 17% of people that time block, but you can enter in the contest in the show notes or on the holistictimecoach.com. Before I dive in to today's topic, something that I love that's not typically productive, that's actually productive to me, I love not optimizing. It's amazing. I love that I have unstructured time, that I just do whatever the hell I want, if I want, fuck I want, whatever. And just like honor my body, honor my mind, honor my creativity, honor my joy, honor people around me, my relationships, and just go with the flow instead of this really intense anxiety around optimizing of like, oh my God, I have to be, you know, at this appointment at 10. So I need to leave at 9. 37 on the dot and then I have to do xyz right before that like it is exhausting always trying to optimize every single waking moment of our lives it is unsustainable quite frankly and because my definition of productivity isn't is not about getting as much done as possible in as little time as possible it is doing the things that are most important to me go listen to my very first episode if you haven't heard that one yet. But life is unpredictable. And I what's important to me is like living my life. The whole point of getting things done is so I can enjoy my life. Like my life isn't just about getting things done, but the things that I have to get done, the whole point of it is to enjoy my life, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense to you because that's how I feel. 
by not optimizing every single waking moment. Like I really do have the spaciousness to be like, oh, wait, I'm actually prioritizing traditional productivity. Oh, wait, I'm actually prioritizing checking things off my to-do list instead of living my life. And so that helps me get perspective and helps me realize what I'm doing, which is really easy to fall back into old habits of like, just go, 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 get things done, check things off. It helps me take a step back, giving myself some white space on my calendar and not scheduling every single day and not optimizing every single moment. I am able to be fully present in the moment. And that is why I'm not like most time management coaches out there because I want you to optimize what you need to optimize, get efficient and organize what you need to so you can enjoy hopefully even more of your days than the organize optimize portion. And I really can see why people think that I'm not optimizing is not that productive or like it's it's why we shouldn't like it, it's what we've been taught right? We equate optimization with efficiency and effectiveness and that belief like of we have to account and optimize every minute of the day. That is what leads to success. But that is not the truth. The literal reason why my business is still going four years later is because I give myself two to three days a week where I don't think about my business. <laughs> It would not be successful. It would not be efficient. It would not be effective if I was trying to optimize every single waking moment of my life. So that's why I love not optimizing. Take take that if you want to normalize not optimizing for your life. Take it, run with it. <laughs> and if not, that's okay too. Today's episode is going to be all about time blocking that the things that we've learned about time blocking that make it that unsuccessful, that make it stressful, that make it overwhelming, that make it frustrating. So the very first thing that we've been taught is that we have to fill up every single waking moment. We have to optimize every single waking moment. We fill it up from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep when we're taught, right? We're taught to do this ideal week exercise. We're taught to time block every single little thing in our calendar. And what happens is that when we add too much, we get overwhelmed. It's not visually pleasing. It's overwhelming. It it's, doesn't work. And so then we just throw it out the window. And I kind of see this analogy as a bell curve, right? And so a bell curve is just like a hump or a hill, so imagine a hill and the very, very beginning of the hill is not using your digital calendar. And that leads to not feeling on top of things, not being organized, not being effective, not getting the things done, being late to meetings or being late on deadlines, like all the symptoms of when we don't manage our time and then when we add the right amount of things into our digital calendar where we organize and be efficient or effective with the things that we need to, we and we're supported mind, body, spirit, not just work. Like when it's holistic, you're at the top of this hill and you're killing it, you're doing amazing, getting all the things done, resting, relaxing, enjoying your life. And then at the end of the bell curve is putting too much stuff in your calendar and then you get stressed out and it 
doesn't feel good and you feel like a failure, there's too much into it. It's not flexible. It's not adaptable. It's just turned into another sort of like failed attempt at managing your time. Then you just ditch the digital calendar. It goes back to square one. You're not using it and you aren't doing the things you want to do. And you're not living the life you want to live and you're not being the person you want to be. So filling it up too much, we've been taught to do this. We've been taught to optimize every single second. We've been taught to put everything in, you know, the digital calendar. Well, I don't know if we've been taught to put everything in the digital calendar. We've been taught to like fill up our day with work and put all of our stuff into just fill it all up with work. And then we're overcommitted, we're stressed out, it's jam-packed. We live in that overcommitted state. We neglect ourselves, we rush through the day, blah, 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 all that stuff. So that is what we've been taught around time blocking, and that's why it doesn't work, is because it is full. Too much stuff in it. The next thing we've been taught around time blocking is we have to follow it perfectly. It's rigid, and it's especially if it's jam-packed with stuff, it's super full, It's like when you move things around, you're a failure. It it doesn't work for you. It's you're again being like in this overcommitted, stressed out, rushing around hustle state. And because you're not following it all perfectly, the whole castle comes crumbling down. We are taught all or nothing thinking when it comes to planning when it comes to scheduling, when it comes to time blocking, when it comes to time in general, we're taught all or nothing thinking. And it's not our fault. Like It would be amazing if we could predict the future, but we're human. We're not crystal balls, unless you're psychic. If you're psychic, I want to talk to you because I bet I wonder if you're good at time management. (laughs) But anyways, the point of time blocking isn't to follow it perfectly when we think that we believe we're a failure and that is a huge, not mistake, this is like what we've been taught. And so this is a huge opportunity for learning, for healing, for recovery, for support, for nourishment of our whole self. And that is what I'm going to be talking about in the digital calendars for humans course is how do we approach our digital calendar with flexibility, adaptability, like it is literally the majority of the course is how to actually decide when to do things or when to stick to the calendar, when not to, and how to move things around. Like that is a massive point part of the course. The next thing that we've been taught around time blocking is to just time block work from nine to one, right? And so I think of this as like leaving it too broad. We're taught to like do like morning time and then lunch time and then evening time and work time. And it's just like huge time blocks. And we get to the time block and we're like, well, what do we do during this time? And we get overwhelmed and then we don't know where to start. And then we open up our email We check our email, maybe we spend a bit of time in our email doing things, feeling productive, and then three hours later, we're scrolling on Instagram and we have no idea what what we've done for three hours. And that is the result or what happens when we leave time blocks too broad. Again, I'm going to be talking about this in the course, but 
we need to get specific. We need to actually put the specifics of what we need to do or get done in the time blocks. It's not just work from nine to one. We need to have clarity and um, specifics on what we're doing and when. I don't operate operate. I don't operate from a to-do list. I operate from my calendar because a task management and time management need to build on one another. They need to talk to one another. We can't just be like, here's a to-do list and it's impossible to make time for all of the things. They need to to be together. And so my to-do list is my calendar and I actually get all the things done because I know that I have time for all of it and I'm specific and I know exactly where to start and then I don't check my email and then I don't scroll a ton. <laughs> like I just take conscious breaks and I take conscious time to check my email and then everything gets done. So that's what happens when we're taught to leave it too broad is is we get really overwhelmed and stuck. So don't leave it broad. Get specific. <laughs> the next thing we've been taught around time, but also time blocking and scheduling and planning is that we just plan and schedule work. We neglect our rest and our joy and our humanness. And so we don't schedule in anything other than work. We just Put our appointments in, our meetings in for work. We just put in, you know, projects maybe that are due. If you're using time blocking already, maybe you're time blocking in specific like work time or maybe work tasks, depending on where you are in your relationship with your digital calendar. But a lot of folks that I talk to neglect scheduling in rest and joy. We're just not taught. We're not taught to prioritize ourselves. We're not taught to put into our digital calendar ourselves. And that, of course, leads to burnout. And that, of course, leads to not feeling fulfilled, not experiencing joy, being regularly exhausted and stressed out, like not feeling motivated and focused because we're only putting work and expectations and pressure and stress into our calendar. Our calendar needs to be for our mind, body, spirit as well. That's what approaching it as a human and holistically does. So think about how to prioritize other things other than work. How do you use your digital calendar to support you in doing things other than just work and pressure and things to do? How can you use your digital calendar for more joy and more spaciousness, more freedom, That's what we're going for. The next thing that we have been taught around time blocking is we ask ourselves how long we think something will take, and then we time block it into our calendar. The issue with this is we think something, I'm just going to say record a podcast episode. We think a recording of a podcast episode will surely only take us like 30 minutes right? But then we mess up and then we need to use the bathroom and then we need to get a snack and then our roommate comes home and is super loud or the dog's barking. Whatever the case is, our brain is super optimistic and things take way longer than we think they will take when we're planning, when we're scheduling, when we're time blocking. And so underestimating leaves us to be rushing and to be stressed out and we like But again, if we fill up our calendar all in a super optimistic way, everything goes perfectly, 
when it inevitably doesn't, it's really, really hard to be flexible and adaptable and move things around. So just know that it's not you alone that doesn't know how long things will take. That's just how our brains are wired. And it's a skill that we all need to learn because we weren't taught how to do this. We were taught in school that things are going to be perfectly, you know, A period is nine to 10. And then we just take a couple seconds, walk to the next room, a few doors down, and then we do B period or whatever the, however your school named classes. And then we just go from thing to thing and it's all together. It's all really close to one another. There's usually like no snafus. There's also some breaks included, like it, but it's all managed for us. And we're not taught how to do it for ourselves. We're not taught how to break tasks or work down. It's a skill we all need to learn. It's not your fault. And it's a skill we can learn and be really good at. I love when things take me less time when than I think they will or when I plan, when I schedule. Like it's my favorite thing when things take less time and I'm like, oh, what, what should I do now? Watch an episode of Netflix or play some roller coaster tycoon or go for a walk or talk to my partner, like whatever the thing is. It's so fun. So yeah, don't go for your brain. Don't use your brain of like how long you think it will take actually in account for being human just assume that it's going to take twice as long as you think it will take and start time blocking in in a un, under optimistic not optimistic pessimistic <laughs> maybe that needs to be my new thing is be pessimistic with how long you think it will take if everything falls apart and you have a crappy night of sleep and however long it takes for you to do it when there's dogs and there's roommates and there's kids and there's all the distractions and all the things, be pessimistic with your time blocking. (laughs) And then last but not least, we've been taught to time block and like put tasks, put things into our schedule when we think we should do it. Again, relying on the brain, we think we should wake up at X time. We think we should go to bed by this time. We think we'll, you know, uh, be able to get to, to this thing by this time. Like we think, we think, we think, we think with our brains and our brains often aren't that helpful when it comes to time. Unfortunately, it's helpful in some ways, but most of the time not because we want to be optimizing every single second. We've been conditioned by capitalism and society and culture, and I'm necessarily not getting into that right now, but I think we've been taught to neglect our personal rhythms, our personal cycles, our body, right? We fail to consider our cycles monthly cycles, daily cycles, weekly cycles. And so it is essential to align our time blocks with our our cycles. We can't wake up at 5 a.m. every single day and go to bed at 11 p.m. or we'll just crash into a wall. We need sleep. Maybe you get that much sleep and you're like, that's enough. We're all different. (laughs) We're all unique. And we need to be aware of our uniqueness and then 
allow our time blocks to reflect our personal unique cycles, our own rhythms. You know how hard it is to get things done when, like, it's so funny when I see people scheduling, like, super high-priority things at the end of the day, and then they spend, like, multiple hours of their morning when they're most energized on their email or, like, scrolling social or, like, doing sort of meaningless things, and then by the end of the day, they're, like, doing, quote-unquote, the most important things. We need to prioritize and strategically put our tasks, our time blocks into the times that are most aligned with our bodies instead of just when we think we should do it. So those are the many things that we've been taught around time blocking. And it leads us to being in that, I don't know, 83% of people that can't time block or that aren't time blocking and when it is aligned with let's say your personal rhythms and realistic with how long things will take or maybe even pessimistic or including our rest and our joy and our humanity and it's spacious and there's white in there and there's you know you're approaching it again with this flexibility adaptability that's when it works that's when time blocking can be a supportive, useful, healing tool. We just have to ditch all this junk that we've been taught around time blocking to actually make it work for us. So just know that time blocking mistakes, these mistakes or like the things we've been taught are not your fault. We've all been taught it. And there's often deeper underlying things that we need to address and heal on earth, become aware of, and then we're going to be able to spend our time how we want. Then we're going to be able to have time for everything we want. Then we're going to be able to get all the things done that we want to get done when we have a supportive tool that doesn't beat ourselves up, that doesn't make us feel worse about ourselves, that actually supports us. The integration questions for today's episode is what things have you been taught around time blocking? Do you resonate with any of the things that I have shared in this episode? And what are you ready to let go of? What things that you've been taught you're ready to unlearn, to heal, to outgrow? And then are you ready to use your digital calendar and time block in a supportive way, in a humane way. If yes, then enter the contest to win digital calendars for humans for free. <laughs> or if you're listening to this after the contest is over, then grab the course. <laughs> the link is in the show notes and on the holistictimecoach.com. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you learned a little bit about the time blocking mistakes or the things that we've been taught, the time blocking pieces of trash, then I'd love for you to hit subscribe, leave a review, share this episode with people. I would love that. And I'll see you on the next episode.